Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Becca, and we are Scrubbing In, and this is episode three. How's everyone doing? We are back from a fun-filled weekend at the iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas. Um, Vegas really takes a toll on my body. Yeah. Every time I go, I I think, like, I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to be more responsible. I'm not 21 anymore. But it it never happens because there's endless amounts of fun to be had. However, I'm going to start at the beginning of, of my weekend going to Vegas. And Ashley, I and I were flying together. And on Southwest, you are in you know, categories where you don't have an assigned seat. So you go on, you just hope to God that you get a window, an aisle, or an exit row. Um, And I paid $30 to be upgraded to um, the, you know, A section. Like, I like to feel important. And so I find a spot, and Ashley's like, well, I'm in the C's. And so she had got me coffee, so I'm like, well, I'll save you a seat. So I put my backpack down in the seat next to me, I got an exit row, and I'm just, like, everyone that passes, I am just have my head down, like, did not make any eye contact, um, and one lady finally stopped towards the end, and she was like, is that your, or is that your bag, or is someone sitting there, and I fumbled, and was like, oh, it's my friend, she went to the bathroom, she, like, set her bag here first, like, instead of just being like, no, someone's sitting here, I had to make this detailed lie, which is how you always know if someone's lying, if there's too much detail, everyone remember this, I heard a psych, I think a psychologist or someone on TV said this one time. If there's too much detail in someone's explanation, they're probably lying. Um, that lady didn't seem to know. She really bought it. And Ashley ended up sitting by me. So it was a success story, but a very nervous one. Um, so we made it to Vegas. And night one was great. I took a photo, and my hand was on Dean's knee in the photo. And I got really destroyed for that. <laughs> goes back to a topic that we had before of taking photos. Apparently, you're also not allowed to touch them on the knee. Like, if it was the upper thigh, I'd get it, okay? <laughs> but then there's a photo of me, Amy, and our friend Krista, and my hand were, each hand was on their knee. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm dating them, too. <laughs> if I touch you on the knee, we're dating. Um, but then I made a joke about it, and I got some kind of nasty messages about it. Because I made a joke, I posted the photo of me and Amy and Krista on my Instagram story, and I was like, oh, I'm dating Amy and Krista too, look at those hands, and I like circled my hands on their knee, and I got some negative (laughs) responses for those. So um, I would like to actually get into this topic, which is why people are so mean on social media. It's something that I feel like a lot of people talk about. I've had this conversation several times, but I feel like everyone, whether they're in the public eye or just someone dealing with people in general, people receive rude comments on social media. And this is the thing. Every single person I know, we might see something and we talk about it to our friends or we discuss it. But I have never once in my entire life gone on someone's page, hit the comment button, and I've, I've never chosen to write something so negative that could hurt someone's feelings because I think having been on the other end of it, I, I realize how effective that is and how one rude comment, even in the midst of 100 really nice comments, it can get it can affect my day. Um, so I, I think my 
mentality. I wish I would like to talk to someone who actually a bully who comments on people's pages. <laughs> like, I would love for a bully to call in and explain the mentality of why they do it because it is it does it make you feel that much better about yourself when you bring someone else down? Because I don't know. I feel like when I'm negative towards someone, it almost I feel guilty about it or it affects my day. Um, but I don't know. I've never understood the mentality of it. And every single person I talk to has the same thing. No one gets it. I always wonder when I meet people, I think, I wonder if they were a bully. Like, I wonder if at one point they've commented something terrible on my page and then on my to my face, like, oh my gosh, we loved you on the show. (laughs) You know, I always think like, would they actually say this to my face? And, um, I actually had a conversation with this one lady and, it ended up, you know, it It ended up being okay. So her first message to me was in May. It was May 2nd. She said, hey, Becca, I love your feed and think you're amazing. I love all the music you listen to. The wedding song and video that he wrote for his wife is one of my favorites. I was wondering which Taylor Swift song that was. I wanted to look it up. So she, that was her first message to me. She complimented me. So yesterday, I, po- I think it was yesterday, I posted the photo of the one of me, you, and Krista with my hand on your knee, y'all's knee, and, like, jokingly was making a joke about the thing about my hand being on Dean's knee. And she said, I used to like you, but now you have become ridiculous. I think it's funny how you act like such a Christian, but you act the way you do. You are very pretty on the outside. However, you are very ugly on the inside. (gasps) You really should grow up. Obviously, you are in the public eye, and things will be taken out of context. Don't make fun of your fans. That is exactly what you're doing. I'm happily unfollowing you. So so I responded and I have learned that the best way, I mean, if I respond by being as nasty as she is, it's like two wrongs don't make a right. So I responded and I said, I was simply joking that I'm touchy with all my friends, guys and girls. I deal with rude comments every day, so it's fine. I can handle it. Your message before this one was nice. So thanks for that. As for the unfollow, sorry to have lost you. And she said, I have always really liked you. I think you're always one of my favorites on The Bachelor. I really wasn't trying to be rude. Sadly, I'm straightened to the point. Why sugarcoat stuff? No one does for me. LOL. I hope I didn't offend you, honestly. Yes, I like to think I'm a Christian, but I have many flaws, so I struggle. And then she said, I just read what I wrote. I was very rude. I apologize. Oh, well, at least she apologized. That's what I'm saying. I think if, I think if some, if, everyone was called out on what they were doing a lot of people I think would come to a point if they're mentally right in the head that they're wrong (laughs) it bothers everyone but I think at some point especially when you get enough of it and you kind of realize I don't know these people they don't know me they know me on a social platform but beyond that and they know me from a tv show but beyond that they don't know me they don't know my everyday life or if they hung out with me, if they hung out with me and then they didn't like me, fine. But to not like me based on what you see on Instagram or whatever, that's, I don't know, it's kind of dumb. Although, guess what? Someone wrote, because I would say my hesitancy about starting a podcast was that I hate listening to myself, hate my voice. Someone goes, Becca has the perfect podcast voice. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I don't know if she meant like it was perfect for me falling asleep or what, but (laughs) regardless, really appreciate you. Wish I had your name pulled up so I could shout you out. Okay, so we're going to get back into that subject later because there's a lot to talk about. But right now, we have a very special guest, a very good looking and a very (laughs) smart guest, Dr. Mike. 
You might know him from Instagram. He has 2.5 million followers, and he's also a doctor, so he's basically my dream guy. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> What to a the compliment. Show. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for being here. Excited. So you came in while we were talking about um, people being mean on social media. Okay. Having 2.5 million followers, I would say 99% female. <laughs> it's like a 70-30 split. Wow. There's a gay population. Oh, okay. And Got there's it. the medical students. Come on. Okay. Yeah, Can't eliminate right. Sorry. all them. Sorry, that was a bad <laughs> assumption. Um, do you get a lot of negative, like a lot of negativity on your page? I think negativity is inevitable <laughs> when you're looking at social media because, in general, people who aren't having a good time tend to look at others and find something negative to talk about. It, yeah. It's sort of part of human psychology and something that we study in depression, anxiety all the time in the hospital. But what's unique about social media is that it gives a voice to those who generally would sit at home and never have a chance to get their remarks heard. Yeah. So now everyone that's unhappy that's sitting at home is going out and trolling everyone's social media, including mine. I I'm not uh, safe from this, even though I'm a professional. In fact, I probably get hit even harder than the average person on social media because I'm a professional. Really? Yeah. So that's so funny because I, in fact, recently went to <laughs> Vegas. Okay. And the guy, I got, I ordered room service, <laughs> and I, he comes up and brings me food, and we were going to an event that night, so I had, like, my hair and makeup done. Okay. And he comes in, and he was like, oh, um, what do you do? Are, are you a model? What do you, what do you do for work? And, I mean, I guess my technical term is I'm a digital influencer, but I didn't know how to go into <laughs> okay. that, and I always hate going into that, so I just quickly was like, I'm a dentist. Whoa. Because I thought, okay. <laughs> Because so you I'm, have such great teeth, right? That, yeah. you, you just went for the easiest thing you could think of. I'm just a liar and insecure about what I do. Um, but no, it was funny because I think in my head, even on social media stuff, I think what if I were a dentist or a medical professional or had a like professional job on top of this, would I still get the negativity that I get? I guess because professionals are people that we don't see in society necessarily taking selfies and accepting unique titles like sexy doctor or whatever <laughs> people call me on social media that when people see that they see success they get unhappy so they start to talk out against it like why is this doctor in the hospital taking selfies instead of helping patients Got it. when in reality the people that i work with I, I just completed my residency three years where you're in the hospital 80 to 100 hours a week the people that i work with almost have never seen me take a selfie yeah. It's like in the moment where I'm running out of the hospital, I take a quick shot, me looking like a mess, but, you know, somehow holding myself together. And it doesn't take away any time from my patients. And in fact, it's a rewarding thing because it brings my patients together. It allows us to have some conversation mm -hmm. and it helps that bond between doctor and patient. But again, you have those trolls that come out and will say, all I do is take pictures. All I do yeah. is sit there. And look, it's part of life. Uh, a lot of people say, do you read it? Because that's a natural thing to think about. Right. Do, should I just ignore it mm -hmm. and see what happens? But I like to sort of embrace the negativity yeah. in a sense where I read every single negative comment to see. Because in, in every negative comment, even if they stretch it to an extreme, there's some truth there. Yeah. So I use it as a learning opportunity, try and get some constructive criticism, even though that's a reach for some yeah. of these comments, and see how uh, you know the average person views what I do and try and better myself from every moment that I can. I think that's what a successful person on social media should do. Wow. It's about learning how to embrace it, uh, bring up celebrities that bring positivity to kids' lives. Like I'm a doctor and I try to encourage people to study and to get through school and then enjoy life and have fun or do it in the, in the process at the same time. So I think there's a way to use social media that's positive. 
my videographer, Dan Owens here, that's with me today. We make YouTube videos that traditionally have no medical context or any real life worthy context, context, if you will, but like morning routine videos on yeah. YouTube. And we took it and we tried to put a medical spin to show what a doctor does in the morning when we, when we wake up so early, why taking a cold shower is beneficial, why having a glass of warm water is more beneficial than a cold glass of water. And people have responded well. I mean, our morning routine video has almost a million views. The YouTube channel was started um, five months ago, and we get a million views a month on the channel, uh, 200, almost 50,000 subscribers. Wow. So it, it shows that there are people out there on social media that want meaningful information but can also have a good time because that's what it's about. I think life's about learning, yeah. bettering yourself, and having a good time in the process. So it's all not, it's not all sex in the on-call rooms, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I heard you're a huge fan of Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God. I'm, yes, I am. So, okay. So that's why I'm, I'm, you know, just so excited you're here because you are the real Dr. McDreamy. <laughs> I have gotten that title. Actually, Cosmo, uh, the tag, whenever they write an article about me is McDreamy IRL. And I just learned what IRL means. <laughs> Still so, new to the, yeah. the lingo. Figuring it out. Though. I got it. So how did, okay, how did this all turn into what it is? It's a unique I mean, story. I, I get it. But like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good looking doctors, I'm sure, out there. But like people, re I mean, I remember when it you first, like it exploded. Yeah. I remember because all my friends were like, Becca, <laughs> the real Dr. McDreamy. <laughs> You know, it's funny because it's not something that I expected. I mean, I initially when I, I didn't even have social media uh, four years ago, five years ago. I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram. And then a year into Instagram being out, I saw it as a way to communicate with people, show uh, my strengths in that I can go to medical school, study hard, but also have a good time, you know, live a social life, stay in great shape to show that that was possible. Because yeah. there was so much stigma out there saying that if you're going to study hard, you're going to be a loser. Yeah. That wasn't the case. and I, I was proof of that. So I said, I'll share my life. And over three years, I gained about 100,000 followers on my own without any media presence. And then that moment that you're referring to in 2015, 500,000 subscribers in one week, wow. 1,000 news articles, Huffington Post, Time, uh, BuzzFeed. I mean, everybody was writing about it. But the sad thing, or maybe bittersweet <laughs> thing, better to say, was that they weren't saying, look, he's the youngest doctor in his hospital, or he's had medical research published, mm -hmm. or he's written chapters in medical encyclopedias. Nope. It was hot <laughs> doctor and his husky McDreamy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it throws you as a professional. Do you want to go down that path? But uh, I said, uh, I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll take this opportunity, take these invitations from Steve Harvey, Ellen DeGeneres, whoever it may be, go on the shows and Talk about what I care about, prevention and yeah. staying healthy through lifestyle changes, everything that I do every day as a doctor. But th the reason why I think this works is because medicine on its own, lifestyle changes, stay healthy, is pretty boring. And it, it doesn't compete with the cookie diet to lose 30 pounds in 30 <laughs> days, right? So is I there said, one of those? Yeah. I mean, I'm, oh. <laughs> honestly, there's, there's diets, there's grapefruit diets, there's everything out there. So those uh, items have really good marketing behind mm -hmm. them. But I said, why can't I be the doctor that gives good medical information, that doesn't sell these quick nonsense BS supplements, mm -hmm. that says evidence-based medicine, but through marketing, as a good-looking guy, people will listen to. Yeah. And I sort of embraced the image. That was two years ago now. I remember when, when the, all of that happened, I came to actually to LA to be a guest on the doctor show. Okay. And 
actually, I'm here on the trip to LA again, but this time I'm hosting two episodes of the Doctor's cool. Show. That's so. amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Why I'm, is hot water better and why is the cold shower better? So hot water is better. It's not hot water. It's actually warm water because when you wake up in the morning, you are dehydrated and you want to hydrate. That's number one. Any kind of water is better than no water. Warm water is better because cold water shunts blood away from your stomach so you don't absorb it as readily. Because what your body's job is to do is to not lose heat because that's a survival mechanism. Otherwise, you die. <laughs> so um, whenever it's exposed to cold, it puts the blood away as to not lose heat. But in your stomach, where you want to absorb the water as quickly as possible, you want to drink room temperature water, and that's why it's a better play. And cold showers, I think it's a great wake-up. I know a lot of people jump to caffeine and you know Starbucks with 400 milligrams of caffeine, which is like Dr. six Pepper. Red Bulls. There's Dr. Pepper. There you go. <laughs> so I think it's a great wake-up. There's been some, uh, not amazing research, but some research saying that uh, it boosts your immunity, it boosts some of your hormones. And look, the side effects of it are pretty much non-existent. So why not even try it, if, even if there's a chance that it might do something positive? It just sounds so painful to get out of bed and jump in a oh cold shower. I'm screaming. I'm screaming. <laughs> at, and at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm sure my neighbors aren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it sounds aggressive. Um, I So can you, what... What's your specialty? Family medicine. Uh, I'm a family okay. medicine specialist. Like if if I walked into the doctor's office, for for instance, I think I have a parasite. Okay. Right now? Yeah. Interesting. As Tape we, oh, I th actually think I healed myself okay. because they told me I had to do the stool kit. And I just, okay. I think mentally I healed myself. Interesting. Okay. Because <laughs> I couldn't do that. You're like Wolverine. I like it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So if I walked into your office yes. and and I saw you were my doctor and then I, I started talking about <laughs> the things that are going on with my body and you gave me a stool kit, I think I'd literally just <laughs> die on the spot. Well, if you say that, imagine how the ladies feel that I deliver their babies because I've delivered 36 babies in the last three years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, have you ever walked in and someone's like, oh, I changed my mind I, <laughs> i'm i'm not going into labor <laughs> you know it, it's happened um you get mixed responses you get people that come just to see me because of the social media stuff oh, wow but then you also have the people that are afraid or get shy and things yeah. like that i'm generally through my experience has been pretty good at talking them down and saying yeah. that you know i'm just a doctor in, in fact um i think we can have a better conversation because i'm often exposed to these types of conversations <laughs> and it works most of the time. Occasionally, you'll have some people that say, no, I want a female doctor, and I respect that. You know, I have female colleagues in my office that are able to step in when yeah. uh, the patient feels uncomfortable because that's the most important thing. I can know all the medical knowledge in the world. I can know all the treatments, but if I tell them to the patient they don't listen or they don't hear mm -hmm. it, it's useless. That's a good point yeah. in anything, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you just some things like, you know, about like the cold shower, the warm water. Yes, yes. Um, very important things. How much sleep do we really need? This is actually a really important topic. Um, I often stress to people the three pillars of health, diet, exercise, and sleep. Well. And I, I know those are the three <laughs> things people skip on most. Mm -hmm. um, so if you get less than six hours of sleep a night, your risk of pretty much every disease goes up. Your risk of dying an early death goes up. Wow. Um, you become less productive. Uh, worse reaction time, less productive, uh, do worse at work, do worse with your family because your mood is unstable. Mm -hmm. And the general recommendation is seven to nine hours of sleep. And most important, not just the number of hours of sleep, the consistency. 
So you sleep around plus minus one hour of sleep, the same amount every day. Because a lot of people will sleep four hours here, then they'll sleep seven hours mm -hmm. here, then four hours here. That's also not good. Yeah. So seven to nine hours consistently, you will see a drastic improvement in everything. Family life, productivity, financially, like everything just improves. So I, I really stress that to people. I mean, it's quite amazing that that's the case. And then, I mean, as a surgical student and resident and everything that you go through, I feel like y'all get zero sleep, yeah. according to Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so um, we do get really horrible sleep hours. It, it's for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that these shows don't talk about. We do have time to recover. So if one month we're on a really difficult rotation, uh -huh. the next month, you know, we pick it back oh, up again. And okay. what really is important to note is it's chronic, meaning long-term sleep fatigue that's really bad for you. Uh -huh. So if there's like one night that you stay up late or, you know, a few nights in a row that you stay up late, that's not the end of the world. Okay. It's really that ex extended exposure to lack of sleep that's dangerous. So don't panic if two nights in a row you slept five hours and you're thinking you're going to die. That's not the case. I mean, of the three pillars, sleep is probably my strong, well, the only strong one. <laughs> <laughs> Diet and exercise are really lacking in my life. <laughs> I literally have a McDonald's cup sitting there. This is so. <laughs> I was gonna call you out on that, but I was I was secretly hoping that's warm water. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not warm, and it's not water. <laughs> it's a cold ice Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper on the rocks. Okay, impressive. Um yeah, well what do you eat? What's your what's your diet like? Um I generally like to have three rules uh, when it comes to my dieting. Um not to eat too much, which I know is not a, an exact. Uh, definition uh -huh. because I think it's too hard to stick to rigid. Oh, you need to eat 2,300 calories a day. Yeah. Each day is different for me depending on what, where I'm working in the hospital, depending if I'm traveling. So I try to not to eat too much, mm -hmm. meaning not overeat. Um, try to eat mostly plant focused foods. Uh, I'm not vegan, I'm not vegetarian, but mostly fruits, vegetables, and then healthy meats fish, uh, chicken, lean cuts of meat, that sort of thing to get yeah. those healthy fats in. And Another thing that I really enjoy doing with food is avoiding the fads. That's like something that's so overlooked. People always jump to saying, oh, I read The Warrior Diet is amazing. I read Paleo is amazing. Mm -hmm. And they go all in and do intermittent fasting and all these things. And those crashes and going up and down, never having a rhythm, that's what's not good for you. Yeah, that's why I stay consistent with my fast food. And <laughs> yeah, there's no ups and downs. It's just moderation. Consistent. Moderate. Look, but I don't, you, you know, portion control. Yeah, you're I, not about it. I, I'm not about I don't eat a ton of it. Okay. I, I eat not a lot. I eat a lot of bad food, but my portion controls are well, amazing. So, what happens when you monitor your portions really well, but you don't eat a lot of it is. You won't put on weight. You'll you'll stay at a good waist size and, mm -hmm. and, and a weight. But long term, your cholesterol won't be as amazing. Your sugars <laughs> in your blood won't be amazing. So that's so what like, you really need to keep track of. But if you like, visit your doctor, they'll monitor all that. So you're like you're killing yourself slowly. <laughs> it's fine. Well, um, I love these muffins here. Yeah. <laughs> we have that nice fruit bowls for you though. Keep your hands yeah, off the muffins. That's that's for me. We assumed you want to eat those. Um, do you watch any medical shows? Um, I watched House growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, actually, one of the shows that I heard you're a fan of as well is a show that actually got me to go into medicine, Friends. Oh, yeah. Love Dr. Friends. Drake Mo Ramore? Drake Ramore. <laughs> have seen every episode of Friends many times. And actually, not Drake Ramore. He's not the one that got me in. Oh. It's the episode where Rachel and Monica see George Clooney um, oh, yeah. and the other guy from oh, ER, Noah, Noah Wiley. Wiley. And what I saw, I was like a 10-year-old nerd when this was coming out. And I said, 
look at the admiration these guys carry <laughs> just from their jobs. Like, imagine if I can get a job like that. And I got interested in medicine. I'm like, maybe this is a cool field wow. to study. That is amazing. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. I respect that. In fact, I, um, my friend Tanya and I, who's also obsessed with Grey's Anatomy, we had the opportunity to go to this um, fan fest thing where we interviewed the cast. And we went naturally in scrubs <laughs> and i swear we warmed the rest of the day and the respect that we felt like people were holding doors open for us like it felt like they were thinking it's like a us. police officer walking yes. around with their badge on off duty yeah. i'm sure i'm sure I, I don't you know what it is when for my youtube channel i do this segment called curbside consult it's like street magic but street medicine <laughs> and we run around to people saying hey i'm a doctor do you have any questions that you have that you need answered and I run around with scrubs. And you should see how much different it is when I did it without scrubs versus when I did yeah. it in scrubs. People think you're a psychopath when you're not in scrubs. <laughs> and when you're in scrubs, suddenly everybody's like, oh, doctor, like I got these lab results. I'm like, you know anyone can get these, right? This isn't, you don't need a license to, to buy say, these. I might start doing that on a YouTube channel. And be, I'll be a dentist, obviously. <laughs> That's my new thing. Um, do you use the on-call rooms? Anything I do. other than sleeping? Uh, <laughs> see, as a smart doctor, I should have waited for the rest of that no. question. Um, no, I, I just sleep. And it, it's not much sleep, which is unfortunate. Sometimes yeah. you're doing a 24-hour, 36-hour shift. It's rough. Yeah, that sounds awful. I would not. That would be another part I wouldn't do well. <laughs> um, so now we're going to do my favorite segment of every show. It's called okay. 10 cc's. And I think that's a lot okay. of cc's. No, it's not a lot. It's 10 milliliters. It's not that much. Okay, so like if I were pushing 10 cc's, what would I be pushing? Uh, two teaspoons. I know, but like what form, what is it like? Vitamin? Saline? Saline, I mean, it depends. okay. It 10 cc's of saline. I That's just, very little. Okay, well, I just got an IV in Vegas because okay. like. Party, okay. Yeah, it was actually supposed to be preventative, but it didn't. I Wait, think you it, did it before you went out? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's not terrible to hydrate before you go out. It just, what I see in a lot of those like. Uh, IV stations, the recovery stations. Uh -huh. A lot of people think they're just getting fluids or some vitamins. And the vitamins are pretty much useless, but um, unless you're a raging alcoholic and you're vitamin deficient, um, they give legitimate prescription medications there, like anti-nausea medication yeah. that carry side effects. So you need to be aware of these things that you should ask what's going on into your arm. Well, I, I mean, I knew it just was a lot of, it was like vitamin stuff, but then she put something in there and I started feel like my stomach started hurting so bad <laughs> and I started feeling dizzy and I was like, is this normal? And she goes, are you feeling a little dizzy and nauseous? I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, that's going to go away by the time we're done. Interesting. First, though, she puts it in my arm, yep. misses my vein, and I look down, and she said, do you feel anything? And I said, it's kind of burning. And I look down. I have, like, a golf ball size. That happens. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's supposed to be happening. She's like, we're going to have to do your other arm, which almost passed out there, oh. but. We got through it. Well, I'm glad you made it home from your Vegas trip in one piece because it sounds rough. <laughs> Maybe I should have talked to you before I yeah. went to Vegas next time. A water bottle would have done the trick prior to going <laughs> I'm pretty, like, dehydrated at all times. So, um, oh, no, Dr. Pepper's taking care of you. Yeah. Well, there's water in there. Ice. Well, look, I clearly see the fascination with doctors. you got Grey's Anatomy, Dr. Pepper. Even your drink has a doctor in it. Oh, my gosh. You're so – wow. It's all coming together. Um, okay, so 10 cc's. We're going to do rapid-fire 10 questions. Right. I'm ready. Don't think too hard. Okay. Just answer. They're really hard. Just like med questions. school. Got it. It's just like med school. Okay. Are we ready? Okay. Okay. Favorite TV doctor? Drake or Maury. Favorite fast food? Burgers. From where? Big Macs. Easy. Oh, whoa. McDonald's. Celebrity crush? Uh, Ava Mendez. Do you floss every day? 
Not every day. Favorite song right now? Uh, Despacito. Oh, you're a little behind the time. I know. Then. Well, First in the <laughs> hospital, you know, you're you're drowning in work. So. First thing you do every morning? Cold shower. If you weren't a doctor, what job would you want? Detective, easy. Wow, boxers or briefs? Depending on the weather. Cold briefs. Cold Hot. cold boxers. Okay. Okay. First concert ever. <laughs> you said think quickly. I don't know. I know. I'm not saying these are accurate. <laughs> Um, first concert ever. This is really embarrassing. Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block combo, not so long ago. So not at their prime. That was your, <laughs> that was your first concert yeah, ever? I, that was my only concert. I've never been to another concert. I know. Oh my. 10 years of med school. You got to give some stuff up. I, concerts for me. I mean, yeah, we got to get you out there in the music world. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I feel like we learned a lot. Yeah, thank you so much. You were very, I hope I educated a little bit in the midst of my humor, you're very, my poor humor. You're very knowledgeable, very visually appealing, and we really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for scrubbing in. And going from something fit to another something fit, <laughs> fab and fun, we have the Fat Fit Fun Box. Um, if you haven't heard about the Fat Fit Fun Box, first of all, where have you been? And second of all, let me tell you about it. So it's basically a box where you get all full-size products. They send out one each season. And it's it's a $200 value, and you get it for $49.99. I don't know if you heard me. $200 value, $49.99. Can I get a little yoo-hoo, woo-hoo? Thank you, team. Honestly, this box is really good. Everyone's been talking about it. There's a mud mask. There's cuticle oil, which as the, as the weather is supposedly cooling down, your fingernails get drier. <laughs> so gross okay um okay so there's makeup products there's skincare products there's a really cozy scarf in there that's amazing there is a gym bag in there which everyone needs a bag when they go to the gym um so yeah and also this box specifically the fall box was um curated from juliana rancic and the fat fit fun team and the the main thing you need to know it's only 49 dollars. thank you thank you um, all you have to do is go to fabfitfun.com, and if you use code Becca, that's B-E-C-C-A, you'll get $10 off the fall box. So what I'm saying here, you use code Becca at fabfitfun.com, and you get the full box for $39.99. Team? <laughs> all right. There you go. Fabfitfun.com, promo code Becca, and you will be fab, you'll be fit, and you'll be fun. Okay, so we were talking earlier about the concept of being mean on social media. It's happened to me, and it's happened to a bunch of other people I've talked to. So I actually wanted to talk to people who have been the mean people, the bullies, who've left negative comments. I want to know why they did it, what their purpose is. Did they feel bad or any sense of guilt, and do you regret it looking back? So first we have Caitlin in Richmond, Virginia. Caitlin, are you here? Hi, is this Becca? It is Becca. Is this Caitlin the bully? <laughs> yes, it is. A, a bully with a lesson learned, though. <laughs> oh, I love a good lesson learned story. What happened? Um, so a couple weeks back, actually, I was listening to Ashley I's podcast where they had um, a celebrity guest on who I was not a big fan of. Um, I guess I'll, I can just say it was Aaron Carter. Oh, okay. And I wrote... And it was, like, right after he had gotten arrested, and I that podcast just kind of, like, 
rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. And I went on to Twitter and I wrote a mean tweet about him, like, you know, just how I didn't believe what he was saying and I didn't think he was a good person and blah, blah, blah. And I like tagged him in it. And then I went back and I, it was like a, a couple minutes later. I was like, why did I do that? Like, what was the point of that? Uh, what is that accomplishing? And so I actually went and deleted it because I felt so guilty inside about it. Um, so I guess I, I learned a lesson and not to write mean things about people on the internet, especially because I don't really know him. Yeah. I mean, that's such, I mean, that like brings it all full circle. Cause I think my whole question when I get negative comments I'm like, first of all, these people don't know me. And second of all, what what are what are they getting out of being mean to me, a stranger, essentially? And so I think that's yeah. and, and like, obviously, when we see things on social media or someone posts something that we're like laughing at or it's dumb or whatever, I, you know, we'll talk to my text, my friends or send it to them privately. But to publicly write something that, you know, is if someone if I think in my head, I'm like, OK, if I said that about someone or if someone said that about me, something mean how would that affect me? And so I think, I mean, it, you're a good enough person that you quickly realize you were kind of like, why did I even do that? But a lot of people aren't. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, if someone wrote something like that about me and tagged me in it, I would be like, what in the world? Like, what did I do to that person to deserve that? Um, so, you know, it's just weird. And I, you know, I see mean things all the time on like Instagram and it's, you know, I don't know why people do it and then when I started doing when I did it myself I was like am I any better than them I don't know like you know you're like so it just I've made me gone think to a the, little bit you're like I've gone to the dark side who is this person <laughs> yeah it made me question all of my morals <laughs> I know it, I mean I always feel like because a lot of times I'll have conversations with people and sometimes they'll end up apologizing for what they said and I'm like you know it's good to know that somewhere like even in like in the moment of them saying it and wondering why they did that, at least they were able to turn around and say like, whoa, what I was wrong. Sorry about that. But right, unfortunately, exactly. not everyone's like you. So um, <laughs> thank you for calling in. I'm glad that you were kind enough to delete your comment and realize that you should never do it again, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, and I don't think I ever will. Um, thank you for taking my call. I'm so excited to be talking to you. I know. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. All right, so we have Kara from Wisconsin. Kara, are you there? Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. So you have so a situation. awesome to talk to you. <laughs> believe me, it is so awesome to talk to you. Um, <laughs> I want to know your story about a, com- a mean comment. So I would never comment on anybody's, like, Instagram posts or anything and say something about, like, their looks or, like, weight or anything like that. But, so I was dating this guy for four years, and then we broke up, um, and my very best friend started dating him a week later, oh. um, so I commented on a picture of the two of them that she posted, like, within the first month that they started dating, and I said, looking good together with, like, a rolling eye face. <laughs> <laughs> and she blocked me on Instagram after that. So. Oh man, you got the block. Yep, I do got you, the block. Do you so think the real deal? Do you think your comment "looking good together" with rolling eye emojis hurt worse, or the block hurt worse? <laughs> you know, I think the block hurt a little bit more. <laughs> or, or I mean, I guess I didn't really care. Like it was probably for the better for myself. 
cannot like see the pictures of them together anymore. Right. But I mean, it could have gotten a lot worse than looking good together, you know? Yeah, definitely. Could have been. Like, could have said a lot of meaner things. So. I mean, the, if you had just left it without the eye rolling emoji, it could have been a nice compliment. <laughs> Although, you know what? I just had to add it in there, you know? A best friend dating an ex-boyfriend of four years, like, she was asking for some, some, you know, comments there. Yeah. Could have gotten a lot worse. The best part is we go to the same school now, so. Great. So y'all all all get to see each other. Yep. That's so fun. I can't think of a better situation for you. Yeah. But at least you don't have to see it on social media. You just have to see it in real life. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but they're not together anymore. So. Oh, well, look, that all worked out for everybody. <laughs> she was definitely just a rebound. <laughs> oh, man. You're not back together with him, though, right? Oh, no. Okay, good. On to bigger and better things. Oh, I mm-hmm. like to hear it. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye. Next, we have Allison in Pennsylvania, who has never done this. Hi, Allison. Hey, Becca, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So you've never written anything mean on social media. So here's the thing. I was trying to think about, like, you know, my previous um, comments on on social media, and I really don't think I have. And I don't want that to come across as, like, you know, above anyone else. But I don't know. I think that, like, social media has become this um, mask and, like, this thing that people hide behind just to release, like, different feelings. So I don't think that, I don't know, I just don't think that, you know, I've ever really done that. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there was a comment on a photo of the one where um, my hand was on Dean's knee and this guy was going off about Dean being a douchebag or something. And, I right. I felt like defensive and the guy had sunglasses on indoors in his photo. And so I couldn't right. help but write back and say, I couldn't even finish your comment because I realized in your profile picture you're wearing sunglasses indoors. <laughs> but beyond right. that, I don't think I've ever like intentionally written on someone's page. Like if I'm defending myself and I'm like sarcastic, but I don't, I mean, I've never criticized someone and I don't think that's being a higher or above anyone else. I think that's just being like a good, nice person. Right. And I mean, I think it could also be like, I don't have like a million followers either. So people that are commenting on like my stuff or the things that I'm seeing, like I, like, you know what I mean? They're probably my friends or I probably know them. But I think, too, like, people, um, you know, when they comment on famous people's stuff or, like, people from The Bachelor, you know, they think, oh, well, they get, like, a thousands upon thousands of comments. So what are the odds of them seeing my one mean comment? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of times. I don't think that's true. Well, yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of times where I don't read every single comment. But I have friends who literally will go through and read every single comment. And I'm like, I would be, I think I'd have to delete social media if I did that. Yeah, that's just, like, too much. Like, you can't, like, that's too much. (laughs) Well, yeah, and it's people, who knows what they're, you know, like, what's their situation and why are they saying that? But I think that's the kind of thing. It's, like, why I think my point of this whole thing was, like, trying to get down to why why do people do this? Right, right. And I think, like, it comes from, like, jealousy or just, like, maybe they're having a bad day, so they need to, like, complain about someone else's life. Totally. Um, You know, just to make them feel... A little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like an internal thing. 
Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Well, I'm glad that you were a nice person and are not trolling me. And I never have to see Allison from Pennsylvania trolling me on any social media forums. And if I do, I'll call you out and be like, remember our talk? Oh, my goodness. I'd be so embarrassed. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thank you. I'm such a big fan, and I love um, all the podcasts and keeping up with all you guys. So thank thank you. you. Thanks so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Okay. So my first podcast, I had to talk with Dr. (laughs) Dr. Jason George. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Ben Warren, who is also in real life, Jason George. And we were talking about The Good Doctor, and I think even Sam Rubin brought it up last week, and I was like, I'm not watching that. It's a medical show, and I'm only loyal to Grey's Anatomy. Well, I saw everyone talking about it on Twitter, so I thought, I don't have anything going on today. I'm going to watch it. You guys, I was sobbing so hard. My sisters... (laughs) Okay, I don't want to spoil anything, but the the relationship with his brother, like, I could cry talking about it right now. My little sister came around the corner, and she thought I was kidding. I was, I couldn't talk. I was crying so hard. Um, It's very different. It has a different feel than Grey's Anatomy, so it feels like a totally different subject and show. But it is just such, it's casted so well in the storyline already. It just, like, got me so involved in the first episode, which I really like. And, and it, it just, there was, I started, I was telling my sisters and I was like, it's just like his brother loves him so much. Like that was how I was trying to talk. And then my older, my other, my sister Caroline started, she was like, well, I'm going to watch it later. And so I sat down and watched it with her again and I cry again. I don't know if that's that time of the month or what's going on, but it was a very emotional day yesterday. But more importantly, we have a big premiere on Thursday night and that is two hours of Grey's Anatomy um these are the questions that I have going into it are Riggs and Meredith going to end up together or is he going to end up with his were they married his wife right Owen's wife yeah Megan Hunt um is Owen's sister who they thought died in that I'm torn because I didn't have this like I wasn't so like shipping Riggs and Mare I mean, I like them together enough, but he if, if he moved on to her, his first love, I wouldn't be devastated by it. I Meredith, I don't know if it's going to take Patrick Dempsey coming back from the dead for me to be happy for Meredith, but that one wasn't like, I, I'm not like in game for them. Um, actually, I'm also hearing that Joe's ex-husband, who's played by Matthew Morrison, who was, um, what was his name? Mr. Shoe? In Glee? Yeah. Um, so that's Joe's ex-husband and he's coming back and, um, I'm actually excited to see where that storyline goes because I feel like Karev was kind of losing his mind in the, the finale. And so I don't know if I, I'm ready for Karev and Joe to just be happy together, but I don't think they're going to give that to me right off the bat. Also do not like Jackson and Maggie. I want April and Jackson together so, so bad. I just watched the episode where they got together for the first time, and I they just have this spark and this chemistry, and now that is who I'm rooting for. I ship April and Jackson and do not ship Jackson and Maggie. Okay, Jason George, love him, but he really kept a big secret from me when he was here last time. He's going to be on the spinoff, the firefighter spinoff. So what is he doing? Is he going to be a firefighter now? Or is he just going to work in the hospital where... I don't know. I don't get I don't get how he's going to do this. So 
are he and Bailey going to have issues or is this going to be better for their relationship because they're not going to be working together? This could actually, I wonder if something happens and he's like, I got to leave this hospital. It's too hard on our marriage and I prefer our marriage over being at Seattle Grace Mercy West. Just kidding, Grace Lone Memorial. <laughs> they just had, I don't know if you watch on Instagram, but they had their um, cast party for their 300th episode. 300 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. They had the most amazing cake. I kind of want to get one made for a premiere night, but it seems like I should have done that last week for preparation because it was the most extravagant thing I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, those are the things to look out for. Those are my things to look out for. Um, we will discuss all of it next week because we will have all our fall shows are back. So, for now, thank you for scrubbing in. Time of death, 1253 p.m.